our new sermon series will address the question, what is the purpose of North Street Church? In response to this question, I will hopefully clarify what our purpose is, arguing the church scripturally has five pillars of function, or put another way, five tasks or strategies for loving God, loving others, and making disciples. Last Sunday, we addressed the first reason North Street Church exists, to worship God together. And we asked the question, why should we meet to worship? We were reminded that when we worship God together, Jesus promises to meet us. Today, we will address the second reason the church exists, to minister together. And we will begin by asking the question, why should we minister to others? Okay, are you with me so far? The book of Acts vividly describes the first 30 years of the church. And we see in Acts the incredible works of the Holy Spirit, especially through the ministries of the apostles. In our passage from last week, we were given a beautiful picture of how the church worshipped together and that worship was central to how the early church functioned. And in our passage today, we are a few chapters on from last week and the early church has been busy. The early church had formed a strong community. Peter healed a man who was disabled and unable to walk. Peter then skillfully and passionately preached to the Jews in the temple, calling them to repentance. Peter and John, the apostles, who had been speaking to the people, were confronted by the priests and the temple guards. Disturbed by their preaching, the council questioned them, but they were forced to let them go because they feared the crowd. They feared a riot. The apostles were gaining popularity. The early church prayed, worshipped, preached, and the Holy Spirit moved powerfully among them. The believers were united in heart and mind, and they shared everything they had with one another. The apostles testified to the resurrection of Jesus, and the blessing of God was upon them all. Wow. The apostles we meet in Acts chapter 5 were not content to just meet with the early church to worship God together. They weren't just content to meet together to worship. They knew they had to actually apply all that Jesus had taught them. They knew loving the Father and Son meant responding in love towards others. They were convinced of their calling to love their God with all their hearts, and they knew that meant loving their neighbours as best they could. The word that describes loving the Lord with all our heart is the word worship. And the word that describes loving our neighbour as ourself is ministry. The church exists to minister to others. It does this by reaching out to others with God's love, meeting people's needs and bringing healing to their hurts in Jesus name. The church has been called to minister to all kinds 
of people with all kinds of needs. They may be spiritual, emotional, relational, physical or material. But one thing's for certain. The church is called to respond. In our passage today, we see that God equipped the apostles with the power to perform miraculous works, signs and wonders. In many ways, we should not be too surprised that the miraculous signs and wonders were breaking out among the early church. At the beginning of the age of the law, Moses performed great signs and wonders. And again, at the beginning of the age of the prophets, Elijah and Elisha performed miraculous works. And now, at the beginning of the age of the inauguration of the gospel, Jesus and the apostles also performed many signs and wonders. Each time God opened a new door, signs and wonders accompanied his covenant renewal, drawing attention to it and showing the people they should follow God's appointed leaders. I want to think now about three components to Jesus's ministry. When Jesus performed miracles during his ministry, there were often three components involved. Firstly, in his ministry towards others, Jesus showed compassionate love towards them, restoring their dignity and meeting their needs. Secondly, in his ministry towards others, Jesus revealed his credentials as the son of God to those he helped. He made his true identity known to those whom he served. Thirdly, in his ministry, Jesus conveyed spiritual truth. When Jesus fed the 5,000, although the miracle met their physical need, it also confirmed him to be the son of God and gave him the opportunity to preach a sermon about him being the bread of life. The miraculous signs and wonders that the apostles performed followed in a similar pattern to the way that Jesus ministered. Peter and John healed the disabled man who had been a beggar all of his life. They met his need and then used that miracle, that incident to preach a sermon that called the people to repentance and to receive the salvation of Christ. So now I want to think about the question, why should we minister to others? The early church met regularly at Solomon's Colonnade, located within the temple compound, and the apostles became very well known and they were highly regarded in the community. But some people were afraid to join the movement, I think probably because of the implications of becoming associated with Jesus's people. Despite this, they had numerous people coming to them for help, looking for healing and looking for direction. Again, we are reminded that the system, the religious structures were not adequate. The people needed Jesus. 
The religious people, the Jews, they longed for signs and wonders, and they definitely got them here in Acts. Although the healing of afflictions and the meetings of needs is really important and help to restore a person's dignity, the most important thing was the winning of lost souls to Jesus. The ministry of the apostles enabled countless men and women to come to trust in Jesus with their lives and they received salvation. At first glances, this passage may appear to be heavily focused on the miraculous signs and wonders performed by the apostles. But it could also be described as the ministry of the apostles. They ministered in the healing love of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. The greatest miracle of all is the transformation of a lost sinner into a child of God by the grace of God. That is the miracle that meets the greatest need, lasts the longest and costs the greatest price, the blood of God's own son. The greatest miracle we can participate in is when we help someone else have a change of heart towards Jesus and receive him and his salvation. So why should we minister to others? To participate in helping others to receive Jesus. So what is the second purpose of North Street Church? It's to minister together in the healing love of Jesus. We don't have to perform miracles like Peter and the apostles did. But when we minister with their heart to see others experience the love of Christ, we will see lives changed at North Street Church. Can you remember a time when you experienced being lovingly ministered to and maybe you were going through a tough time? when you were struggling. I know I can. Experiencing the healing of Jesus through his people in ministry, I believe involves these components. Firstly, speaking words of affirmation and truth, building our brother or sister up and not putting them down. Secondly, serving them in ways that meets their needs, often in practical ways. Thirdly, offering our time and listening and genuinely trying to hear the other person's heart. Fourthly, being generous, giving them what they don't have, but what would really help them. Fifthly, praying with them and for them that they would know more of God's love in their lives and be given the strength to persevere through hardship. Sixthly, making them feel welcomed, comfortable and wanted. Inviting them into our life of faith can be very encouraging when they see Christ at work in us. And when we do that, when we invite people into our life of faith, we demonstrate inclusivity and loving kindness towards them. 
communicating that they are worthy to be involved in what God is doing. Can I encourage you, my friends, my, my brothers and sisters, to ask the Lord how he wants you to minister going forward. Remember, Jesus quantified ministry with as small an act as of cold water to someone. We can all do that, can't we? We can all offer a cup of cold water. And Jesus says that is ministry. The best place to start is to take what we know we can do and do it in the name of Jesus. Over the coming weeks, months and years at North Street Church, we will be listening to the whisper of our Lord as he directs us to who we should minister to and how we should do it well. When we minister to others with compassionate love, meeting their needs as best we can, we make Jesus known to them. And that, I would argue, is the ultimate purpose for ministry, to make Jesus known. I'm coming into land now. I want to encourage you in case you might be feeling overwhelmed or you may be feeling that you don't have a ministry. I'm here today to tell you that you do have a ministry in Jesus. Be encouraged because the Lord has given you a ministry. And ask him what that is if you don't already know. Remember, despite their struggles, God used the patriarchs and the matriarchs to minister in powerful and profound ways. Remember Abraham, he was old. Jacob, he was insecure. Leah was unattractive, supposedly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a speech impediment. Gideon was poor. David lusted. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist was eccentric. Peter was impulsive. Martha was anxious. Thomas had doubts. Paul had a health complaint. And Timothy was timid. In the Bible, there are numerous examples of imperfect people who were used by God. Despite their issues, they were equipped for the ministries that God had ordained for them. I leave you with this question. What ministry has God ordained for you? Why should we minister to others at North Street Church? Minister together to reveal the healing love of Jesus and to make him known. Amen. Amen. I'll lead us in a prayer. Loving Father, help us at North Street Church to minister your love the power of your Holy Spirit with all those you've called us to help. And in the coming weeks, months and years, may we see numerous people turn to you 
in Jesus' name. Help us also to believe we can do it because you will have and you will equip us. Amen.